So, uh, welcome, and I'm intro- I'm uh, I'm here joined here with uh, with a, a viewer from uh, from Bean Talk, which is Sergey, who's all the way over from Israel, come to uh, come to be our guest in the UK, and uh, and loving the beautiful weather here, right, Sergey? Yeah, just amazing. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it earlier. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were looking through the brochure and you said oh, let's go somewhere cool where can i almost be guaranteed for it to be cool and wet and i'll come to england yeah but uh, are you here on business or are you here uh for a it's 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 a business and pleasure i'm just visiting some of my really old friends i haven't been here for a year um ah. so it's nice coming back but then the weather is weird but it's okay we I'm actually don't in, do hot weather very well here in the UK because we're not prepared for it, you know? Yeah, I'm not just, it's, it's not my first time with the hot weather in the UK, but yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And you managed to get through the COVID stuff, okay? Did you quarantine or how did that work? No, we're a green country, so I don't have quarantine. I okay. just arrive and do the second day test and that's it. My friend just came back from Istanbul. He spent, uh, he had to go out there, spend 10 days in a hotel because of uh, obviously the quarantine and then uh had a few days of actual being there and then came back and had to spend <laughs> another 10 days in the hotel here <laughs> oh, God. okay you couldn't self-isolate you had to go to hotel. no you have to do the hotel from Istanbul. Oh, really? yeah okay. yeah that's, that's right that's, that's terrible so listen i'll tell you why we've got you on the on the line here i've been secretly looking uh to try to find somebody with um with uh wonderful expensive equipment that i can just sort of zip around on my bike and go visit and uh and and borrow uh and and unfortunately i keep on finding these people at bar talks who are like yeah i've got a you know i've got an ecm synchronica i'm like great i'll come around he's like oh, i'm in florida and somebody <laughs> else is like yeah i've got a crim one i'm like great i'll come around he's like no he's somewhere else and then uh we started talking and you said oh i've got the rocket r9 i'm like great i'll come around and you're like yeah i'm israel <laughs> i'm like why 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 is no one here in the uk but uh you've come around here you haven't uh i did actually instruct you to bring the r9 with you in the in your briefcase well uh, there was that. The, the, there was a problem with security in bring it. yeah they said they don't allow another another humans on the board. It was too heavy. <laughs> Have you ever been? Will be all. And if you if you're, it sounds like you're a regular traveler. And if you travel a lot, you everybody's had that experience where you bring someone a gift that gets confiscated by customs. So. Oh uh, no, I I thankfully didn't have it. I had, had some yet? Odd, I, I had some odd situations with customs when I'm bringing some things that are in boxes, and normally they show up free. In, in, a, in a really weird way on, on x-ray and uh, then there are a lot of questions but yeah uh, yeah nothing you to explain yourself <laughs> yeah yeah great so you're you're living out in israel yes and right. uh and you've got this amazing rocket r9 which i'm slightly jealous about i was actually just before we came on i did just uh, remind myself about its features on uh on youtube i had a little look at some youtube videos of it and it's sort of it's sort of like so you know I've got the the Rocket R fifty eight, and basically the R nine is like everything that I wish the R fifty eight had on top of it. Well, my previous machine was R fifty eight. I really loved this. Machine. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I had it for a year and a half, and then I said, okay, it's time to upgrade. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, 
And um, then I told you I was thinking about the, um, what was the name of that machine that I took and returned. The Krem uh, one? Was it the Krem? Yeah, the Krem one. Yeah, correct. Krem one. Um, had some um, thermal stability issues that I didn't like. And then I'm like, okay, if I'm so picky, let's go full saturated and uh, R9, what can be better? And you don't think about decent because it seemed like too much of a toyish to me uh, and sounds like a toy to me. Uh, there are no boilers. I don't believe in that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I will go with this machine and I'm really happy with my choice. So let's just go back one step with the Krem 1 because uh, you're actually the second person um, that contacted us on Bar Talks with a Krem 1 who returned it. So the guy I mentioned just earlier, but who had the ECM, in uh oh. in in florida uh he originally got a creme one as well and he also had a couple of issues one i think he had a leak uh, underneath but the second one he also i'm pretty sure mentioned thermostability issues so tell us a little bit about that what what was the issue exactly that, that you were getting it's like pad was jumping wildly uh hmm. from let's say 95 degrees all of a sudden it falls to 90 degrees because i used some steam because it's a heat exchanger in a way uses heat exchanger to preheat the water for the uh, uh brew boiler but somehow it affects the temperature of the brew boiler when you're using steam boiler which was completely bizarre to me i'm like how am i supposed to uh brew a coffee if i know that temperatures are so not stable yeah okay that's one of the key um, things yeah to me it was really important because r58 always was rock solid when it comes to temperatures and never had problems with it um i never had any leaks but the uh, plumbing uh, solution that they used is a bit finicky basically has this sensor in the reservoir when uh, water goes down uh, to a certain level it fills in automatically. They claim that it's safe, um, mm -hmm. but it always was scary. What if one day the sensor will not work? Right. And the water will stay open and there will be an overflow and I'm not home. <laughs> yeah. You know, it 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 kind of make me more suspicious. But the main problem was the heat stability, the, the thermal stability. It was something that I said, no, nah, I am. I don't feel like I'm upgrading here, even though I have all this uh, pressure profiling options. But uh, after was all, was that I the main have... reason that you did the upgrade? Were you actually looking to move from the R58 to something that had pre pressure profiling? Yeah, because 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 I got flare uh, as as a, as a, yeah. my, my gate. It, it was I my saw that in your drive. in your suitcase picture you yeah. sent me. Yeah, it, it was it was my gateway drug, as they say. Um, I'm like, okay, I will, I will get it and uh, I'll try it. And I really love the option to control the pressure and feel it. It was really unique and the flavors are so different. Um, so I said, okay, but I don't really have time always to play around with the liver and uh, preheat and, uh, you know, it's, it's an entire process. Uh, it's all slow pace. I can do that in the office sometimes and attract a lot of people. Uh, but 
and and when I'm traveling, for sure, I'm always bringing my player now, no matter where where I'm going. If I'm going for a few days, it's always for me. Um, but then I I'm like, okay, how can I recreate it at home? Uh, this is why I went for the Krim one first, and uh, after disappointment in Krim one, I uh, got the rocket. You said right, and, okay, gonna have to dust off the wallet. Yeah, because it's a yeah. it's it's a it's a decent step up in budget. Yes, it is. It was. Yeah. Can I ask? Are you mostly espresso, or do you do you make milk ba- milk based drinks as well? Um, well, I'm mostly espresso, um, but I do play around with occasional espresso macchiato, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know just a bit of milk. But I have many friends that are coming to have coffee at my place uh, almost every day, so. Some of them drink milk, and uh, I make a lot of milk beverages, and uh, it's really nice to steam milk with uh, R9. It's more powerful than R58, much more powerful. I saw that uh, steam one is pretty amazing, and I think you can... Is it, Am I right in that you can adjust the power? Uh, what am I thinking? Well, Maybe I'm just, thinking of you the... Just, you just adjust the temperature in the, in the, in the boiler. That's how you adjust the power. I'm thinking of, um, or, or you can of, use, or or you can use different tips for the uh, for the steam one. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. I'm actually thinking maybe it was the uh, maybe it was the the water spout. I'm sorry, some. Yeah, maybe it was the maybe it was the water spout. I think there's. Uh, I saw some interesting feature. Water spout, can... yeah. You can you can adjust. Uh, you can mix. You can use mix valve, which is amazing because I I I'm always plumbing my machine, so I, I yeah. cannot imagine myself not plumbing my machine. Uh, and um, there is a mix valve that allows you to mix the uh, uh, water from mains and from the boiler, so it doesn't come out too hot. And uh, I think that's it, an amazing, I think that's an amazing, I actually didn't realize it had that. And I'll give you a little sneak insight The next week, uh, one of the, the topics we're going to have is we're going to be talking about uh, things that we wish people did on, on or we, uh, features people could add onto their the machines, things that we wish machines had. And one of the ideas I came up with, which I didn't realize anyone had done, was exactly that i i didn't understand at all why the hot water coming out you couldn't be you couldn't be adjusted um it's always too hot to me that that water coming out of the 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 hot water spouts on these machines are always just boiling and you don't want to have boiling water coming into an americana right yeah correct or tea you know or tea is even worse and doing teas and tea with hot water is not a good idea no. So the thing is that this feature mostly used on commercial high-end machines, and they decided to bring it to R9 uh, because yeah. it was the domestic high-end machine. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a really nice one. You mentioned uh, that your that you you would never have a machine that wasn't plumbed in, right? So you know that I'm going yeah. through this thing at the moment. I'm still waiting for my plumber to come around to fix the the doohickey. That allows me to split it off so I can get uh so I can get Adrian around to 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 plumb my <laughs> machine in. He's actually been sending me pictures today of the Brita filter he wants. He's like, Nick, are you ready yet? I'm like, no, I'm still not ready yet, Adrian. Um, but uh, but I've not had a machine plugged in before. And you know, what is it about um 
So just it's kind of like an obvious question, I guess, maybe, but 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 what's the convenience for you? What what's the what why is being plumbed in so good? Because um when you're using reservoir, you're always limited in in the amount of water. And okay, it's fine if you're doing just for yourself if if, if that's your goal. But when you have guests, uh, which I have quite frequently, I have to run with water from I have to filter it. I have to fill it. And sometimes filter is not fast enough because just regular Brita jug or whatever. Uh-huh. And I have to wait. And people are just waiting. I don't like with people waiting. Uh, and uh, it just becomes super irritating. Uh, and then it's about comfort. Like when you have to do the uh, weekly maintenance and you know, wash your machine and... Uh, you're not limited in water in any way. You just can use whatever amount of water you want and need uh, to clean everything without refilling. And also the uh, the fact that you don't have to drain your drip tray all the time. Because, <laughs> That's the one for me. That's the yeah, one for me, that damn drip tray. Yeah, the drip tray is super annoying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, once once you do that, there is no way you can, you can go back to not plumb machine no it's impossible so i've noticed also on the saturated group head and i I don't know how this works uh i'm sure you know and again it's going to be probably a stupid question but um on the e61 group heads you have a solenoid valve or three-way solenoid valve that that you know creates the pressure and then sucks the water back out the puck so you get a nice Mm -hmm. red puck but then what it does is it sucks the water out and you've had an r58 so you know this after it sucks it out, it throws it all over the machine. That's the annoying <laughs> like, part of that's the annoying part of R58. That's uh, or, or any E61 machine. It was the same with Krem uh, One uh, because they also use a 61. Uh, but this one, they have they also have solenoid mount, and it also release, releases the pressure. But the pressure is released directly to drip tray. Uh, there is like uh, this uh extension on the drip tray that goes inside into the machine and there are all kinds of tubes over pressure valve and everything so when you close when you when you finish growing the excessive pressure goes down through the to one of these pipes directly to the drip tray so it's completely invisible to you i just don't understand why they don't do that on all machines like i just um, don't how much extra can that possibly cost well, I think just because of the design of the E61, uh, even though they technically could make them longer, but then how you will open the drip uh, tray and all okay, the maybe, design. maybe, yeah, because I never seen uh, E61 that wasn't doing that, and I had several coffee machines uh, with E61. Um, couldn't they just make the? Couldn't they just make the little bit that goes down a bit longer so it goes? It actually goes into the drip tray. Because it just goes above it, doesn't it? And it just shoots yeah. everywhere. So yeah, I just, why didn't they pay for the extra centimeter of steel that takes it to the bottom? I, I don't think I don't think this is the problem. I think that probably it's not just the extra centimeter of steel. It's also about the spring that inside. I'm it sure has it to is. be designed differently and all, all this stuff. 
I need to have a conversation yeah. with uh, the, the guy that builds these things and he can explain it to me. And even when he explains it to me, I'm still like, I don't accept it. I mean, one of those really annoying people that just goes, well, I just, I, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't want it to have go, go all over. Surely, with, you know, we put people on the moon, damn it. We put people on the moon. <laughs> Why can't I get my, uh, my espresso to, to, to not? Well, it's like, it's like one of my friends. Uh, I have a single dose grinder. Uh, it's Chiado uh, grinder and it has bell holes. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I'm grinding, I'm using the bell holes. And he's like, why do you have to do that? There is no way to, to build a grinder that can do that for you. I'm like, are you asking me? Talk, yeah. to, the <laughs> Talk to the guy that made it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we do stupid things. I've got a, I've got an E. What have I got? um i can never remember the name of the grinder i've got it's it's one of those uh big commercial things and it but it holds a lot of retention it makes lovely so 61 or 65 uh middle flat birds uh makes lovely espresso flavors I, I do like it a lot but its retention is horrendous and uh, the only way that i can really get the retention out uh in the morning so when i make the first espresso i try to get rid of it all I have to run a, a purge routine, so I, I purge some coffee out, and then I, I have to kind of like pick it up a little bit and let it drop, bang down, and then it all just kind of falls out. I just think to myself, and then Adrian came around, and I said, Adrian, you know, you know, he says, oh, it's a great grinder, Nick. And I said, yeah, 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 it's great. And I said, but I explained the problem. And I said, you know, I'm a bit embarrassed, but I sort of pick it up and I drop it and all the grinds fall out. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what you do. I was like, oh, okay, that's what everybody does, isn't there? We've come all this way, but that's what we still do. Yeah, well, uh, but I really love this grinder, especially now after upgrading to SSD birds. Uh, these are 83 millimeter birds. Uh, wow, so, yeah. SSP birds. I mean, you got all the kit. Yeah. But you live too far away. I've never been to Israel. <laughs> I might have to try to make a trip over. Well, you should, uh, <laughs> but it's too hot now. If you don't like heat, you better come in another time of the year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good with heat. I'll come when it's and also then all the tourists come. I, I kind of want to go when 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 nobody wants to go. That's when I want to come. That would be December, I guess. Eh, yeah, December's good. Yeah. December's never a, a good time in the UK. Uh, it's always that it's that time between when it starts getting cold, but it's just generally sleety and and wet it's that miserable yeah, kind of cold as opposed to the I know. Yeah. the pleasant cold you get in places like colorado so um so you've done the upgrade now you've had it for how long uh for almost three months two and a half months i think yeah more or less any problems with it not yet i hope will not will not have any problems uh they came over they installed it plumbed it in um wow. I didn't have to take care of anything. I just called, ordered. The next day, the guy, the guy came over and opened the box, installed it, explained everything, and left. Uh, did you? Um, did you? So in in Israel, do you have? Actually, what part of Israel are you in? I'm in Tel Aviv. You're in Tel Aviv. Okay, so in Tel Aviv, do you have? Um, these like coffee dealers that are still open where you can go in and look at machines because. It's kind of largely, yes. dis largely yes. disappeared around here. We just don't have that. Yes, we do have. We have many. We, we actually have the, have more of them lately than before. Uh, huh. 
people do buy, people really love coffee in Israel, especially in Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv is all about coffee. It's a big coffee culture. And, yes. Wow. And, uh, and people are obsessed with coffee. So there are many places that sell coffee machines, everything from Nespresso to semi-professional machines for consumers. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting scene. I actually never noticed uh, about, about it here. If you have any shops that have uh, coffee machines or anything uh, in the UK, I think it would be a bit hard for me to buy something without actually seeing it. You're okay. exactly, that's exactly the point I was about to make, which is that there is one in London. There's one in, uh, in Battersea, I think it's called Dopio, um, and they do ECM machines. Um, but if you're not looking for an ECM machine, it's actually very hard. Uh, you can obviously go and take a look at the box of a, of a Sage, at a John Lewis or something, but you can't actually play with it. Um, but the yeah the 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 one company that I knew of that had a showroom uh, up north in England, which is called uh, Bella Barista, uh, they've closed their showroom uh, in London. I only know of Dopio, um, and like I say, that you're limited to the ECM machines they've got. I think when you go into the commercial side, obviously it's different. But if you're looking for a high end and you're dropping still quite a bit of money, you know, a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds, four thousand pounds on a machine. It's a bit like, um, I don't know, it's a bit like buying a car off the internet. I don't know how many, That's I suppose people weird. buy Teslas off the internet, but yeah, I don't know. Well, it never ends well. They have quality control, they say. <laughs> well, yeah, they do. They do. So, um, so you, you went, you had a look at the machine, you, you, you picked it up and the, the profiling of it, is that, is that re how much of a difference is that making to, to the flavor of the coffee that you're producing? It makes a lot of difference, um, especially light roasts, because I am into light roasts and medium light roasts. Um, you get flavors that you cannot get with a regular machine, uh, no matter how much you try. It also the temperature stability and the pressure profiling, they work together really well. Um, I've tried my favorite beans from several roasteries in Tel Aviv that I used to drink for years, uh, especially seasonal ones that come uh, for, for a few months every year and then disappear. So then you retry these with the pressure profiling and uh, you discover something completely different flavor-wise, okay? And... Uh, each, uh, each type of bean and uh, the way it was roasted, uh, it can have different profiles. And, uh, you can go and play with them. I just told to myself, I'll, I'll limit myself to three types at a time, okay? Three sorry, uh, types of what? Of beans, you uh -huh. know, like I take three types of beans and, uh, and then, I'm, then I'm using them for months and a half, two months, and then I'm changing to something new, uh, something that they used to drink before, but didn't try it with uh, pressure profiling yet. Because if I'll, if I'll go wild all around them, 
not work. I will just be busy with making coffee and trying <laughs> things out. <laughs> That's pretty. You're absolutely right. I mean, it was. Um, I had this conversation with Max that I I I now limit myself to two beans at a time. So we have one for the the uh, the big grinder and one for the hand grinder. So I'll just pour a bag of you know maybe five you know maybe three hundred grams of uh, of beans into the hopper of one type of bean. And then for the other type of bean, I'll do one at a time with a hand grinder. And that allows us to play with two different flavors, as it were, two different types of coffees uh, with, um, with just the one machine. But the profiling side of it, I was always wondering how long it took you to kind of dial in and to find the right flavor. And is there a right flavor or is it now a case of saying, oh, there's not necessarily one right flavor to get out of this. I can actually change it and get different flavors. That's it, that you can change it. And the thing is that you have to throw any conventional rules out of your head because you can get an amazing extraction in almost two minutes. And, I've heard this, uh, yeah. And, I've read about uh, this. And you have this pre-infusion times of 20 seconds of really, really low pressure. And you can just wildly play and then decide what you like. And after two, three days, you can decide that, okay, the same one, the same bean, same roastery, I want to try something else. And you can create a completely different profile out of it. Um, so it's, it's like really amazing thing. Um, and some of them would go really good with milk, like amazingly good, good with milk. Uh, something that uh, you couldn't feel before. So mm. it's, it's, it's different. I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, I've got to be honest with you because um, obviously I just recently bought my R58 and decided that I didn't need to have pressure profiling. I was really hoping you were going to come on and say that actually it was a complete waste of money and, and that you got no value out of it at all. Uh, so now, but you've done the opposite. <laughs> and sorry. now I'm wondering, should I have spent extra money and got an R9? Well, you, you can start with Flare because it's really cheap entry and it allows you to play with uh, pressure profiling without uh, uh, wasting too much money and then decide if it's for you. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah. And uh, it can make a terrific espresso. Um, if you get the workflow done well, uh, you will have an amazing shot. Uh, not worse than my R9. Okay can make really good shots um so yeah it's it's uh it's something that a, you can try which is a flare which which flare now they've got so many models which would you recommend it's it's the one that before it's it's the pro i think the pro, pro right? two, the pro two i think yeah it's pro two something like that uh i didn't get i didn't go for the uh, 58 mil because it seemed to me too bulky and i already have an espresso machine and I and wanted you, to be you more travel with it, right? Yeah, it's it's my traveling machine. Like uh, I have a suitcase that uh, half of it is a hand luggage. <laughs> it's basically a section for grinder uh, and the uh, flare case uh, on on one section of the of the of the suitcase. And I when I go through a security in the airport. What do you have there, sir? <laughs> <Coffee machine. laughs> 
<laughs> so what kind of hand grinder have you got? I've got Kino. Uh, and um, again, when I got Flare, I was uh, thinking as to what grinder should I get. Um, and uh, then I watched a lot of reviews and tried uh, some grinders from my friends. Um, and I decided, okay, um, I'll, I'll go for this one. And I don't regret it. It's an amazing grinder for, for espresso. Uh, it also can do really good aeropress. I didn't try filter with it. Okay, I have to be honest, never tried filter with it. But when I'm too lazy, I'm doing aeropress. When I'm not lazy, I'm doing flare uh, at work, for example. Um, so it's really universal, easy to control, easy to clean. Um, I love using it. I remember you told me about it, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to go and get that one. Um, and then I couldn't find it being sold in the UK at all. Couldn't find any. There is, there is, there is, there is a shop in Norway called Crema. I think they have them in stock, and they can send. It they you. do. Do you know what it is? I'm worried about the whole Brexit importing packaging stuff. I've had a real problem getting some furniture, and I bought some furniture recently, and it was stuck in customs for weeks um because they didn't do the paperwork right and uh okay. and then you end up paying a lot of taxes and they can never tell you how much taxes it is i i, I know that they're using fedex to deliver normally fedex does all for you but fedex sends you a bill at the end and just says hey here's your parcel and by the way here's the bill um yeah, I know. yeah. <laughs> you never know what that bill is going to be but at least you get it i guess that's the thing that's true at least you get it well, anyway, I'm I'm not too disappointed at all with the the JX Pro which I bought. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and um, so. Uh, but it would have been nice to have had the just because it's a bit different. It would have been something a little bit special. It's 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 a different feeling. Um, it's so monumentally heavy, but you feel that it's oh, really? uh, yeah for for hand grinder, but yet it's comfortable. Okay, you don't feel when you're grinding with it and it grinds super fast like they can grind uh, espresso uh, for one shot of espresso in 15 seconds uh, 20 seconds time but do you uh, need to be a bodybuilder to do it because i gave my gx pro to my ex to to make a coffee and she couldn't move the handle no no it was actually it's, it's really easy uh, many people tried it and used it and uh, grinding with it uh, Especially when I'm in the office, uh, I have a coworker that also loves coffee. I'm like, okay, there is a Kino, go grind it for yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's not you don't have to be. No. So you're so basically, you started out. What was your first coffee machine? Your first espresso machine? My first espresso machine was oh god, that was. I don't I don't think if I should call it espresso, it was Nespresso. Uh, That's okay. Where we all yeah. started, I got. I still got one yeah. in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I actually gifted this one to one of my friends, and it's still alive after all these years. Uh, and he's it, still it's the original it. capsule, right? The original, not yeah. the new one. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's original one uh, and super manual one that you actually can decide how much water you put in manually without losing the capsule, like they have uh, with the new machines and stuff. And it's still working, okay? Um, it's, it's weird. And uh, 
then after this machine, I had a uh, bean to cut machine. Uh, it was for two weeks. Really? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Did not get on with that. Yeah, because I, I wanted to upgrade from Nespresso and I'm coming to the store and uh, I, I'm telling the sales rep what I'm looking for. And then he is offering me a Dacia something machine uh, mm-hmm. that does the bean to cut thing. And I bring it, I'm bringing it home and I understand that I don't have much of an upgrade here in terms of flavor, mm-hmm. okay? Even though it grinds the coffee, but the result is disappointing because again, yeah, goes through the uh, pressurized basket inside the machine anyway, because this is how these machines are built. Uh-huh. And um, the flavor is just not what I was hoping to achieve, okay? Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, he, he called me, the sales rep, and he's asking me how, how's the machine, and I'm telling him I'm terribly disappointed in the machine, okay? And then I'm telling him everything. is like, yeah, the machine is not for you. I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> what would you, you should return it and uh, pick something I'll sell else. you another one. <laughs> uh, no, actually, they, they were really good because it was with me, I think, for over two weeks a bit. And in Israel, you can return up to two weeks. Uh, but they accepted the machine and they gave me a full refund. And then I got an uh, apartamento. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, That's a whole uh, new story there, Sergey. Upgrading from the apartamento to the R58. Yes. What was the reasoning behind that? What was the logic for that? Um, more stability, more control, because uh, it's it's a coffee world, and we are all control freaks to some extent. Uh, if you really love coffee, you have to control things. Because the apartment is, is a heat exchange, right? Yes, it's a yeah. heat exchange, and uh, it's non-PID heat exchange, and uh, there is no control whatsoever. It's all guest game. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just, um, I had a really good time with the machine, especially in the beginning, you know, when you just uh, master the espresso and pumping and uh, doing things and uh, steaming milk and everything. So it was my training course. And then um, after that, um, I was, okay, I need an upgrade. And um Decided to get the R58. Um, didn't think about pressure profiling yet. I knew that it was there, and I knew that maybe I wanted someday, but didn't think about it yet. And um, I really loved the R58. It's a nice machine. It's a stable machine. Um, I never had any problem with it, um, and um, it was easy to plumb in. Uh, was easy to use. The only bummer was that it didn't have built-in timer, so I had to use this uh, socket, uh, smart socket, to turn it. Oh, on I mean, to turn it on. It. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did the the modern one does have the timer? Yeah, that's Tinkman Toto. This one has timer. Uh, yeah. But the one that I got almost a year and a half, two years ago, it wasn't there yet. There was no timer. And um, so it was a bit annoying, but you know, 
I just use the socket the same way I used it with my uh, apartamento. So the socket is still alive, but not yeah. used now because I have uh, R9. And um, I had a really good time with the machine. Uh, it was good. But then uh, flare came in, and pressure profiling came in. And then, uh, really, you're telling me basically not to get a flare, because if I do, I'm just setting myself down a path to want to upgrade to an R9. It really depends how impulsive you are. When it yeah, comes to yeah, I've things. got a problem. Just like you, Sergey, I think we both understand that we both got problems. Um, I, I had, I think at one point, uh, maybe three or four months ago, I had six coffee machines in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I, fortunately, I got divorced, so we managed to split that into half. And, okay. And, and, <laughs> But my ex that lives literally lives next door, so I have to. Uh, she's moved in next door, so I I, I have to go around there and uh, and clean. And she expects me to do all the maintenance uh, for her. Oh, okay. Machine. Um. So. So, my R fifty eight went to my ex. So. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> You're more generous <laughs> than me. I gave her a sage. I gave her a sage bambino plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling her your story. She's going to get ideas. <laughs> Listen, Sergey, we should wrap it up. Uh, I, I, I said it'd be 30 minutes and, and I've taken up 45 minutes of your time. I'm really sorry I didn't get a chance to come down to London and, and, and see you. Um, I mean, maybe uh, I, I think you're being delayed. So I, I, I may get that chance to come down. And if I do, uh, I'll, I'll ping you and, and be really lovely to hook up. But I wanted no to thank problem. you. Sure. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. Thank you.